Digital Marketing Radio, episode 246. How to use live streaming to build a community. Digital Marketing Radio with David Bain. Hi, I'm David Bain and this is Digital Marketing Radio, the show for in-house agency and entrepreneurial marketers who want to stay on top of the latest tools, tactics and trends as shared by today's modern marketing masters. Now, there are pros and cons to live streaming. Live streaming is a great way to get content out there quickly, but live streams may not necessarily be as well produced as pre-recorded content. However, another great benefit of live streaming is the engagement factor. You get to interact with your audience directly with a real personal approach. But what do you do with those relationships that you actually start to build? And how do you use live streaming to foster and build a community? Those are just two of the questions that I'm going to be asking my guest on Digital Marketing Radio, episode 246, who has hosted and produced hundreds of live streams and has that little black book that would make any digital marketer jealous. For the past four and a half years, he's worked for SEMrush, where he's currently head of influencer marketing. Welcome to DMR, Anton Shoka. I'm, I'm giggling because obviously there's a lot of podcast listeners, audio only listeners for this, um, Anton. And um, while I was saying he works for SEMrush, ever the the branding expert, um, he's putting his um, branded uh, top um, right up there on screen uh, because, of course, um, his um, his webcams just pointed to his face. So most of the time, you're not going to be able to get the branding there. He has to make sure that he gets the branding in um, <laughs> at the beginning. Anton, th- thank you so much for joining me, sir. How are you doing? Uh, thanks. Thanks, David, for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm fantastic. Uh, uh, actually, I have a question, I- intimate question. Maybe you should, should uh, just, just hold it on. Is it live? Is it live? It might be live. So don't do anything that you'd be embarrassed about. That's well, a very ambiguous question. <laughs> uh, ambiguous, <laughs> ambiguous, no, uh, no. Uh, uh, Anton's having a, a subtle dig to the fact that I'm actually not live streaming at the moment. And I'm testing not live streaming and being able to edit the content before we actually go live. I've produced hundreds of live streams as well. I think there are pros and cons with doing that. I think there's nothing wrong with talking about live streaming, not doing it live. I mean, for instance, is there something wrong about talking about digital marketing in a newspaper? In the paper, newspaper, or and in paper, a hard copy newspaper, or yeah. Paper newspaper doesn't exist anymore, probably. Well, <laughs> maybe not wherever you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's not live, so we won't. Uh, I can do anything I, I want here, and we won't get any kind of uh, trolling comments. Uh, yeah, it's good, but honestly, I do prefer I do prefer live things, and I think it's very big. Or the format of you produce is very big, big difference. Uh, life is, in a way, is much more forgiving because people understand this life is very short, and uh, you can say, mm, 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 and it's okay. Nobody, if it's a pre-recorded and a structured video and everything, people expect it high quality, and people expect all the guests doing very, very, very good, like a, a BBC News readers, like, like you can do it. I cannot do it like, <laughs> like you, for example. But the thing is, the content is used in multiple places nowadays. So the content from a live stream is also often taken and used as an audio podcast. So many people may not necessarily be aware of the fact that it was a live stream. And maybe many people are a little bit too lazy to do any editing to it at all. And they get the same experience as an audio podcast as they would have actually done by 
viewing it as a, as a live stream. So do, do you believe that then if it's is to be published afterwards, for instance, as an audio podcast, then it always needs to be edited. And no, I, I don't. I don't. I, I, I'm not actually an, an expert as a podcast. As you are, I'm more like in a, a video live streaming, online live streaming, or pre-recorded video, or, or watching live streaming after live streaming. Uh, and I think the formats are very, very different. A podcast is something which is, could be easily comprehended uh, only by, by audio. So, for example, if I'm putting your technical slides of slides right now, some so for example, what three minutes ago I was trying to show off my uh, my T-shirt with a exactly, and, 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 and that's why I wanted to explain to audio listeners exactly, that that's what you were doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to explain. Just imagine I put some technical slides and start explaining things mm. uh, absolutely impossible and uh, always it's why uh, audio podcast is completely different animal than for example a technical webinar uh, it's why probably uh, something you do or on video now it's not about life or non-life now it's about video or audio so what, what you're doing now you're doing both video and audio and i'm can I ask you a question, actually? You go for which, it. Yeah. Which which one which one is doing better? I mean, where you have more done? Uh, it's more, probably a wrong question because Digital Marketing Radio has a 246 episodes, so you are very established at the podcast. It's, well, it's, it's the wrong question because I haven't published all the episodes on YouTube, and because I've published them all as a podcast, you know, I've got up to something like 20,000 downloads a month as an audio podcast. Um, so that's a, a reasonable number. I've got nowhere near that on YouTube, but it's because I haven't published every video on YouTube, so it's possibly an unfair comparison. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It makes it slightly wrong question. Uh, but still, I do think uh, the way you're doing it is kind of interviewing things without visuals, really, just, just two faces. It's more mm. like audio podcast format. But I've also listened to a few shows that are also podcasts on YouTube, and I'm quite happy to consume them. And I believe that many people go onto YouTube, they play a video, and then they, they listen to it, and they walk away, they do something else, and they're listening to the video. And the only time they come back to the screen is to skip the ad, if, if there's an ad in the middle of it. Um, yes, possibility. My personal experience with YouTube, uh, especially in a um, digital marketing niche, which is your niche as well, uh, people more tend to go and uh, watch some kind of a how-to video. If yeah, mm -hmm. gen generally speaking, how-to video. Uh, then no, you, uh, you're 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 definitely more of a, a video expert and uh, kind of bow to your your knowledge in that department. And I agree with you. I, I think that in general, you need to make content that's native to the platform. But at least as a second best, you need to appreciate the different platforms that people are consuming your content on, and ensure that your content works reasonably well natively for the content that they happen the platform that they happen to be on yeah yeah it's, it's i absolutely agree what you say that's why i'm saying not every content would would work well on on every single platform so uh yeah so it's why you have to make it different so for example if you take a webinar just just a regular webinar like an seo webinar for example and try to make podcast out of it 
it won't work because half of yeah, the yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, it's the only time I'm going to completely agree with you, by the way. <laughs> but anyway, let, let's let's get back to talking a little bit more about live streaming because you have really been known as the live streaming expert in the digital marketing arena for the last seven years or so. Um, so, how, how did you actually get into live streaming? Uh, it's a long story, and I, I didn't get into live streaming. I get into web, at that time and called webinars. Web, webinars. Okay. Uh, it's still called webinars, but we prefer live streaming. Sounds kind of better. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's a long story. I don't think it's a very interesting story. I was employed uh, uh, to move one company to a uh, world to the world uh, with, with using the webinars and using influencers. Uh, and actually didn't work for company, but it worked for me. So <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it happens. So I, I get kind of known by influencers and I could move uh, further and and I could develop the idea, idea of building community. Uh, it's, it's the idea of building community started with a webinar I had with John Pulitzer. Uh, and uh, John Pulitzer explained what a loyal audience is. And I thought, this is a great idea. You don't have to sell anything, nothing. You just what the main idea of your webinars or your, your live streaming events or of your podcast is probably building a community, building community mm-hmm. who, who trusts you. So you, you don't sell anything. You, you don't even mention anything. So you bring some knowledge, um, probably practical. We, st- we stick with a practical knowledge. Could be, could be anything with a practical knowledge uh, uh, to your audience and uh, some audience who prefer not to read but to uh, listen or to watch. Yeah, some people prefer to read things, obviously. Uh, they probably will, if you give them a good stuff, good, real good advice, not just shitty advice for, for sake of doing webinar or something, but just good advice. So some people will probably stay with you and the after that, they probably will uh, look at what what else, what else you offer, what kind of what probably what else live streaming uh, future is why we're trying to publish many of them so people can go through like a cinema, so which one I want to uh, listen and um, eventually, yeah, I, I can I can say eventually you got it because we did get it. Uh, eventually, you get some kind of core, we call it core audience. Uh, core audience, people who regularly attending your live streams. Uh, because we're doing it not only, for example, for SEO, we're doing it for PPC or for content marketing, even social media sometimes. Uh, some people prefer one thing, some people prefer so, so, so they're not on, only on a particular, on, on a every single one, but still you can find the core audience, the people who are getting back to you. And this, so, core, yeah. and this core audience is a very loyal audience, actually. We find out it's very loyal. So, for example, when you're sending an email uh, to them about another webinar or something, uh, the open rate uh, on those audience like five times higher than uh, on our general audience. So, so we think it, it is it's community building, yeah. But saying this, I also want to say uh, we build, we're trying to build a conceptual of concept of community is a double tier community. People can some people cannot see it. I'm showing on the screen two hands, one after 
over another. One above the other, yeah. Yeah, another saying that is two tiers. One low one is what I already explained. People who will get your advice and come back to that. And and people who we eventually want to sell a product, of course. But yeah. we won't do it on a webinar. Yeah. Right. I think one of the one of the frustrating things though about building a community is it seems to be a very slow process. And quite often you put on a webinar, you do a live stream, and you hardly have anyone watching at all. So what are some of the ways to actually get people watching to begin with? Yeah, obviously being um, part of a big company like SEMrush helps because we already have plenty of leads. Yeah, we have like eight million leads well, I'm, 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 or, or something like that. Uh, so it's easier so we can find a segment we think is fine and send them an email. If you're not uh, like that, if you don't have a mailing list, it will be much, much slower process, but you still can do it. Uh, I've, I've done it before with a for small uh, company and it worked. Uh, obviously, you still, you probably need to do a few tricks. So um, you bring in a guest who can bring audience. It's the first trick, obvious mm-hmm. trick. Uh, and as always, trick, it's a paid uh, advertisement of your webinar. Actually, so what paid ads work best for you? Uh, for us, it's mainly Facebook and YouTube for us. But it uh, it could be could be different depending on, on the subject. Obviously, you advertise where your audience is. So with most, and, and what, what I've seen you do before is actually get guests who are going to attend the webinar or live stream, get them to record a little video beforehand to say, "I'm going to be on this live stream talk, talking about this on this date." So is that what you use as a paid ad? Yeah, we we uh, we give it to our designers. They put up some some branding and things, and 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 they do use it uh, as a uh, as advertisement material. It, it works. It works. Uh, uh, but the problem obviously for Facebook, it has to be very very dynamic one because you have like six seven seconds to attract attention, and, and after that it's gone. But yes, it does work. Uh, and with some money, you can get a lot of a lot of registration. For your webinar uh, and it's the first step to build your community uh, because well if you don't have registration you won't have anyone but what we've noticed uh, those uh, what we got with the paid the cold guys uh, they attendance is much much lower than than guys who already already know so, you so so the percentage of people that actually sign up um, and, and then show up will be a lot lower yeah, from a paid audience. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you, but don't tell anyone. It's a complete secret. Uh, okay. So our, our attendance rate uh, regular, regular is about 30, 35%. So one third mm-hmm. of registration okay. as they show up. And uh, for paid one, it could be 15%, 15 to okay. 20%. So half of, half of that. And, and, Will the paid audience be just as likely to stay as long watching the whole webinar as the other audience? Yeah, we didn't find any correlation on the, on the average time watch between that. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's I, I love your or your phraseology, your correlation, because I was doing a little bit of research into people, as, as I do before I have a conversation, and I see that you've got a PhD in mathematics. Yeah. So that's where you're... It was 20, <laughs> in the 20th century. It was a long time. <laughs> uh, what we find is that it depends on the, on the country, funny enough. So, for example, uh, in India, 
uh, the attendance rate uh, difference is, is, is tremendous. So Indian residences, they tend to register very easily and not, mm-hmm. not to show up. So, for right. example, you, you, you're doing it in the United States and a percentage difference between uh, paid uh, people, people we got with a paid uh, things and people we got with just our email, not that tremendous. So uh, either they don't uh, register easily or if they register, they, they tend to, to, to go. So, and what about other new technology, things like chat marketing? So I, I know you've experimented with chat marketing a little bit to try and get people to attend. Has that, that been successful? Uh, okay, we do have event bot, uh, and it's, I think it's, it's, it's very funny, and it works fantastically well. The couple of things are easy problem, or couple of things are problematic. First, it works with Facebook uh, Messenger, and not 100% it surprised me, but not everyone on Facebook. This is the first thing. And second thing, uh, it's, it is kind of, it won't work itself. It won't go and just, just grow itself. You still have to push it. So it's, uh, it's like your email list. It won't, it won't really go just, just and grow and grow. So you have to push it. So And so far, how it works, we put, uh, for example, you can register with just just a regular way, and you can with your email, and you can register with a uh, bot on a on a landing page, and we send this, uh, for example, or, or we uh, go with a paid uh, for all this landing page, and people can choose, people can choose. So this way is grow. Is people most of the people they still choose just normal register button. And mm-hmm. uh, so it's, it's growing. So, for example, at the moment, I have a couple of thousand people in my event board, which is not too bad, mm-hmm. but it's not like... And, and when you tell people who have already registered about the next one, how, how what, what percentage of those people will potentially attend a new webinar that you tell people about? Uh, okay. Uh, our experience is... It's about one third. Basically, about uh, a third. Okay, one third, sli- maybe slightly less. Uh, usually, it's like eighty to ninety percent of people who attended, mm-hmm. and some percentage of people who didn't attend. So, probably about one third of the people they will come back because for us, uh, when you're talking about community building, uh, it's for us. Absolute number of registration for webinar or attendance really not that important. What is important is how many people come back. So your question was absolutely mm-hmm. straight to the point. And uh, but we don't really look at how many, what's the percentage. What we look at absolute number. Uh, what our core audience. So for example, we call call audiences uh, someone who registered twice for two webinar on the last three months. But you could just just move it okay. around so and you see uh, your core audience and it's, if it's shrinking then you're doing something wrong if it's getting bigger uh, then probably you're on, on the right uh, right way but I still yeah if you don't mind I still want to come back and say about this higher tier higher tier of this community sure. which, which is for me is important as a low tier so, so low tier is people who attend your webinar who register with you and who eventually you probably send uh, sell your sales representative to them um, try to sell your product 
but you still have a higher a higher tier level and uh, those are people who are on the screen like we are now who are on the screen of webinar of your of your live streaming always is much 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 smaller uh, audience it's not an even audience uh, so what what we trying to do is we bring in influencers expert on the screen for webinar and we trying to steal their soul but don't tell anyone <laughs> okay <laughs> Anton humor yeah yeah it is uh, that's joke probably uh, so what we try to we try to make sure that influencer that uh, expert who was on our webinar loves it uh, and for me the best uh, thing is after the webinar who, who's done it first time with us not not hundred times uh, mm-hmm. come back to me next day or couple of days and say oh can I do another one Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, what do you do? You basically pick, you, you, you don't pick really people who are against you and try to convert. It's very difficult and probably you, sh- you shouldn't put really your enemies on your live streaming. I, I don't think it's, it's a Jerry Springer show and I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, we didn't do that. So you, you pick someone who is at least could be, could see you as a nice, you as an institution, for example, uh, in your case, maybe you as a person, uh, as a, okay, no problem, I have no problem with you, I can use your uh, tool, I can use, no, I cannot use your tool. So first, you, you bring him and you try to uh, give him something he or she wants, exposure, uh, attention, uh, and, I don't know, praise from people yeah. because at the end of the people say, oh, it was fantastic webinar, fantastic live stream and so insightful and, and all this. So, uh, so, so building a community with the panelists, with the people that are on your show is just as important, if not even more important than building a community with your audience. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a part of a community. And so, uh, so, so just in relation to community, just, just to finish off this section, have you tried to get attendees to interact with each other uh, on another platform? For instance, do you have you tried do, doing anything like creating a Facebook group just for webinar attendees and trying to foster um, communication within that group of um, community that you've built? Or in terms of building community, is all you do, um, you just try and get them to attend the individual live stream slash webinars and the interaction on that is the community, the, the place that you build the we try, We try to integrate this part of community into other part of community. So, for example, we try to integrate those people into our Facebook. We try to share with those people our other things. Uh, so is that just a Facebook page, sorry, or is there a Facebook group? Yeah, or, we do oh. have Facebook group, which calls all, all stars Samurash. So we try to integrate the most active part of our community, uh, webinar community, if you call it, or live stream community, into the whole com- community as a whole. We try to integrate it. We also try to share with them any kind of event, other events because sometimes we have well we have Twitter chat for example so we mm-hmm. try to uh, integrate those people into Twitter chat or we have some some other particular event. I don't know we had a recently backlinks battle for example we try to integrate so so we do have a list of our core audience and if we have some some new event or something we try to reach them and say look guys 
you know, we know you like us. Well, and uh, we have something very interesting. Maybe maybe you want to join and, and do this this kind of thing. Great. Look, look, look. Like many digital marketing radio guests, I could talk to you for hours on this particular subject, and it would be good to do so. But um, let, let's park this particular conversation there and segue into part two of our discussion. So it's now time for Anton's thoughts on the state of digital marketing today. So starting off with secret software. So Anton, share a lesser known Martech tool that's bringing you a lot of value at the moment and why the tool is important for you. Okay, uh, we are talking about live streaming and we stream or we stream slightly different as I can see that you do. We use StreamYard as a streamer mm-hmm. and we stream it to YouTube. And I thought, uh, StreamYard or YouTube, which is less, less known. StreamYard or YouTube, YouTube or StreamYard. And I decide to tell you a real secret uh, about uh, tool I'm pretty sure nobody really knows. And I, I've been using it for uh, six months, but I have to disclaim it's SEMrush tool and I work for SEMrush. So this is a dis- <laughs> disclaimer. Uh, we have YouTube Rank Tracker tool. And okay. Very few people know about that because it's been in the beta for about three months or even more. I got it even earlier and I use it. And now it's, it's, it's available for anyone, but it's a silent release. I'm not really sure about what silent release is, which probably we don't, didn't tell anyone, but it's, it's already there. So if you have, haven't tried uh, SimRush, if you're using SimRush and if you don't, you use it, obviously. Go go and get it. Uh, and if you're on YouTube, and if you're doing live streaming, you probably should be on YouTube eventually. And uh, um, uh, YouTube Rank Tracker uh, from SimRush is my software of the day today. Great. So, so how does that compare with something like Tube Mogul? Have you tried Tube Mogul as well? No, I've tried. I don't want to tell company I have already tried and they are not how should I put they're not accurate and they're not that convenient this this is for me it's, it's not perfect but it's it's very very con- convenient tool I can uh, I can see uh, ranking and it's it's usually uh, it's, it's usually reasonably accurate saying that we understand it's impossible to be absolutely accurate because YouTube ranking depends on uh, not only geolocation, which it could be done, but uh, on the history, on, on your own history. So, uh, for example, if you, we stay in the same same place as in your flat, for example, I prefer to stay in your flat than you stay in my flat. Uh, so, uh, staying on your flat, uh, using my laptop and using your laptop, we will see this slightly different because of, of, the, his, of the history. So, uh, so, it's not really a precise science. Uh, but uh, it's very, very convenient, and I use it a lot. And uh, you can do some some really funny thing. You can, for example, pick up anyone's channel, your own channel, if you have established channel, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you put uh, keywords, uh, what you think you should be, and you can scan all your channel for those keywords, and you will see uh, how many of you, if any, uh, how many of your videos are already rank uh, within top 20. So if you can find one in the top 20, this is a low-hanging fruit. So you probably mm. can uh, put some effort and moving from, I don't know, position 18 to position 2 or 3. Yeah, it's great. great point. I think YouTube is something that's still overlooked by many SEOs because 
YouTube videos can obviously rank within normal Google search as well as YouTube itself. So you can get a lot of brand awareness um, as, as a result of doing that. So um, check that out. Uh, I'll make sure the, the link to that is in the show notes there. But uh, let's move on to something else, um, Anton, that you currently, um, the, the, or the, actually, sorry, uh, moving on from something that you currently use to something that you're going to use. So let's move on to next on the list. So what's one marketing act activity or tool that you haven't tried yet, but you want to test soon? Hey, can, I, can I be slightly idiotic? And I said, I want to go and have a coffee with you on the next conference. Uh, I, I know it's just only, only been a year and a half. We, we, we didn't have any conference and a real conference. I, I, I'm, I'm fan of online things, but I do like to have a real, uh, real networking. So ask like a, like a previous life. It was I, it's one year and a half, but for me, it's like, it's never happened. So can mm -hmm. I, can I just, just say, yeah, I, I do want to talk to people, to real people again. So I'm a real person, I promise you. But I, I know what you mean. It's, it's that face-to-face that -face contact is very different to just doing video calls all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's very different and it's great and it's, it's everyone loves it and I'm pretty sure everyone uh, is uh, missing it. Uh, this would be, can it be my next step, please? Are you planning on coming over to the UK for any conference anytime soon? I'm not sure which conference really go, going on, but yeah, I would I would love to go start starting to go to conference and talk to talk to people. Uh, I would love to go to normality. Even everyone says that world will be never never will be uh, as the same as it used to be. Well, I, I still I still hope it will. Absolutely, absolutely. It's been very strange times. Let, let's move on to the this or that round. So this is the quick response round. 10 quick questions, just two rules here. Try not to think about the answer too much and you're only allowed to say the word both on one occasion, so use it wisely. Are you ready to go? Sure. TikTok or Twitter? Twitter. Facebook or LinkedIn? LinkedIn. YouTube or podcast? <laughs> YouTube. Traffic or leads? Traffic. Paid search or SEO? SEO. Ads or influencers? Influencers. Google ads or Facebook ads? Both. Email marketing or chat marketing? Uh, email marketing. Martech stack or all on one platform? Don't know. <laughs> no, no idea. Okay, and one to one or scale? One to one. Okay, um, so first of all, you said both for Google Ads or Facebook Ads, and then because, I said email marketing or... Yeah, because I don't really, I personally don't really use them. So I probably would say neither, but you don't have this option. Yeah, but 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 then I said email marketing or chat marketing, and you went, or whatever noise you made. So I think yeah. that you wish that you would have said both for that instead. Yeah, probably. Uh, because I think the future is for, for, for both and event bots, but today is bots is not not near to email. Email is still much more effective today. It's why so I do you see it any time? Yeah. Will will chat actually overtake email as a more effective form of communication at any point in the next five years? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but it it should be not only on a Facebook. It should be kind of 
yeah, everywhere. So event bot one the same event bot could be a could bother you on every single message. Like <laughs> bother, <laughs> but, but then, that's, that's the problem, isn't it? It's, uh, it is. It is. You. It is. We yeah, but uh, always the event bot kind of think it is going to be intellectual uh, and not bother you and really knows what you expect and don't go and for example know that David Bain is very uh, likely to answer uh, Facebook Messenger and probably will uh, uh, will not in a f- uh, WhatsApp or, or Viber or, or, or whatever so as soon as it's going to be reasonably optimized I think it's, it's going to be much much um, more effective. Email is annoying everyone as well, but people got so much of, of emails. Uh, like I, I'm, I said, uh, Simrash probably has 8 million of emails. So you can beat it very easily in one day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, it was interesting what you're saying about um, getting more intelligent. So do you think that um, maybe within a couple of years, there's going to be some AI intelligence in chat to be able to automatically deliver chat messages based upon a, a predicted user interest in a particular subject. I think they're already there. They're probably not good enough. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can very quickly realize it's, it's not a real person who answer you. Uh, but yep. uh, I think they're already there. And probably in a couple of years, uh, in a half of the cases, I won't be, won't be able to realize it's it's a robot or, 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 or someone or a yeah. person there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, moving on to the $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? Yeah, it's, it was very, very, it is a very difficult question for me. Uh, and I always tend to say, can you, can you give me more than 10000 Okay, I thought <laughs> I thought it would have been easier if I'd just given you fifty dollars or something. No, no, fifty dollars. I'll, I'll have a beer uh, with someone. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. If you can give me more, it would be nicer. But if, even if you cannot give me more than that, what I would do, uh, Tim Schmoyer, as a YouTube create one of YouTube create, yeah, one of YouTube uh, YouTube guy who who. who who does a lot of video for clients and everything. And his approach to YouTube completely different to mine. And mine is more like from this old SEO keyword point of view. And we know YouTube is not, I perfectly know YouTube is not about SEO. And Tim is doing it completely different, uh, trying to, he's doing it on the basis of video and everything, which is fantastic. Uh, I would love to have a contact with him. So he would be doing my videos pre-recorded. I'm not talking about uh, live pre-recorded. I don't think 10,000 will go a very long way, but we will get something. And maybe I can learn something during that. So I would invest in a contract with, with him. And how would you measure success? Yeah, okay. Uh, success of video, the first first step of if video goes uh, are in YouTube in particular, uh, goes organically. Not viral, but at least niche viral, because always we're in a, we're in a very, very small niche. Digital marketing is it's not music where you can easily get millions and millions of views. Yeah. So, for example, if I have a video and I have 
organically, not without any paid. Uh, I have organically video and goes over 10,000 views. I, I'm, I'm extremely happy. So this is the okay. first, first thing I measured. But always annoying YouTube, the main thing is uh, average time watch or relatively percentage of this. Yes, this, is, yes, this, is, yeah, this is, of course, very important. But now we're going into slightly technical. I, I'm fine with technical part. And Tim is absolutely great on uh, creative part or all this guy kind of things. So he's not looking, He probably he's looking at technical things as well, but it's, it's less important. So. so so when you talk to, or when someone else talks to a chief marketing officer in a big company, and um, maybe I'm thinking of um, a listener here or uh, a viewer who's a digital marketer in a big organization, and they want to kickstart their YouTube channel. And they're setting metrics for success. So is the fact that they are talking to a CMO and sharing metrics like, I want to get 10,000 views, is, is, that, is that enough to justify? Will a CMO actually say, okay, you go for it and I want to see 10,000 views? Or will they say, no, I actually want to see traffic through to our site. I want to see something more measurable. I want to see businesses as a result of doing this. So are our views good enough for... Um, justifying yeah, yeah, views, it's not only views, but I mean organic views and uh, ranking. Uh, for example, uh, we can, uh, as I said, because we're doing uh, audio podcasts, I won't go into that, but we could do some experiments. I could ask you to put in, in Google or YouTube some particular keywords and find some video of uh, some uh, successful videos. And they have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of views. Uh, some of them organic and uh, th this is this would be a very good starting point so uh, if some company wants to start uh, youtube i would think the first first part should be getting a regular good quality video and getting good response organic organic ranking and organic views after that you can think about of converting this yeah yeah no i look i i, I agree with that i'm just playing devil's advocate to a certain degree, because I understand that there are different purposes of content and that brand building is very important. And that there are other uses of video than trying to get people to discover you to begin with. You can, you can give people an opportunity to learn more about you and make them more likely to buy from you as well. So there are other benefits to doing YouTube as well. But I was just, I guess, trying to see if I'd missed anything in trying to articulate the value of, of doing YouTube. How I would, uh, as I said, I'm slightly technical, which is a little bit wrong for you too. But how would I uh, think uh, if you look at the because YouTube rankings is kind of easy to track, much easier than, than some something else. Uh, how people really love your video and everything. So uh, I would at least say what our goal is uh, for 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 first twelve months. For example, we have. Major topics, I don't know how many, but 20 major topics. And we have to have a, a video uh, in top 10 in those, those 20, 20 topics. Or well, if you have mm. res resources, obviously, because we produce videos, resources. So this probably would be first step. 
Okay. I, again, I, I can dive deeper into this, and uh, perhaps we can do that in another discussion at some point. But um, let's finish off by uh, shifting the focus to someone else who deserves it. So that is a magical marketer. So who's an up-and-coming marketer that you'd like to give a shout-out to? What can we learn from them, and where can we find them? Uh, okay, uh, there are plenty and plenty of guys and girls. Uh, and But because we're talking about live streaming and everything, I really want to go for Nikkei Ranger. We call her Nick Ranger, but because I, I want to say she, her, Nikkei Ranger, from Studio uh, Hawk in Australia. Uh, she is technical SEO, and she's a great person and everything, but why I want to... But uh, you, you can imagine Australia, time difference, Basically, every single life event, I've, I've, uh, if it's not for Australia, it's all in the middle of the night for Australians. And Nick been into our events so many times. We, I even had a picture uh, showing a big watch behind her, showing like 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. So uh, she's so enthusiastic about doing things, about doing a SEO live stream, that she is, you, you ask, Nick, do you do you want to do it? Can you do it? And it's 4 a.m. at your time. Just yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I love it. I love to do it. I think when you're doing live streams, it's enthusiasm and your emotion. It's very important because as this is in live streaming, as you mentioned before, what's the difference between a live stream, a live webinar, or any live stream and pre-recorded one? Uh, it's less formatted, less structured true, but it's much more engagement because it's, it's now, it's happening right now. You can ask expert right now, you can troll expert right now, and you can actually make this expert your friend. I've seen it many, many times. People asking intelligent question or, or less intelligent question today and after that they go on Twitter and tell expert, oh, i just just been on, on to your webinar, I have follow-up question. I've seen how many, so many friendship started this way. So, uh, so I think emotional and being enthusiastic uh, for something you're doing is very, very important. It makes you stand out. And uh, Nikki Ranger, you, you're absolutely great. Uh, we love you. That's superb. Look, you started off with um, singing the praises of live streaming, streaming, and you certainly finished off like that as well. So uh, I can see the passion in that. And I can see the value in that as well. This was episode 246 of Digital Marketing Radio, where Anton Shoka from Semrush shared wonderful tips about building a community while you're live streaming. Um, how about you should categorize your community members um, into things like who has attended the last to two webinars in the last couple of months as well. Uh, build engagement with your community in other areas like Facebook as well. And building a community is not just about people that watch your webinars or your live stream. It's actually about who participate in them. You're, you're panelists as well. You can build a w- wonderful community as a re- result of people attending that as well. Anton's secret software was, um, wasn't was StreamYard, it wasn't YouTube. Um, it was um, YouTube Rank Tracker in SEMrush. Uh, next on the list was Coffee With Me. Uh, there's a first. So hopefully we get to that to happen at some point. And your magical marketer was Nikki Ranger from Studio Hawk in Australia. Uh, I've done a webinar with Nikki Ranger as well. I think it was silly o'clock in the morning as well. So she's a star. I can't I, I've turned down appearing live on shows at 10 p.m. myself, so that, that's absolutely superb. Everything Anton mentioned in today's show and more will be listed in the podcast show notes over at digitalmarketingradio.com. Anton, what's the best social platform for someone to follow you and say hi? 
Uh, probably LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Okay, yeah. superb. Well, I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, great to have you on. I've been your host, David Bain. You can also find me producing podcasts for B2B brands over at castingcred.com. And remember, wherever you're tuning in, feedback is fantabulous. Until we meet again, stay hungry, stay foolish, and stay subscribed. Aloha. DigitalMarketingRadio.com DigitalMarketingRadio.com DigitalMarketingRadio DigitalMarketingRadio DigitalMarketingRadio.com Digital